Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some great boy band conversation. As always, my name is Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou. And today, this week, we have a birthday, June 16th, from Why Don't We, Jonah Morales is 21 years old on June 16th. Yay, Happy birthday. Jonah. And uh, almost a month belated birthday to our own Lydia, who was May 28th. Yes. Happy birthday, Lydia. Happy birthday, Thanks, Lydia. guys. Aww. You're so she is 30-something. Thank you. Okay. The same age as us. We didn't yes. forget her birthday when it actually happened. We just forgot to mention it on this podcast. Yes. Anyways. Thank you uh, welcome back to week number two of our Jonas Brothers extravaganza. Woo woo! Yeah, Joe Bros. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if you are joining us for the first time or you just didn't hear last week's episode, uh, last week we reviewed the Jonas Brothers brand new album called Happiness Begins. Uh, so if that is something that you think you might be interested in, then definitely Go and check that out when you're done with this episode. Yes, please. Um, today, what we will be doing, as we promised last week, is we will be reviewing their documentary that also came out last week. Um, and it is called Chasing Happiness, available on Amazon Prime Video. And there is a 30-day free trial if you want to just watch the video and then unsubscribe. So, <laughs> I'm not that we're suggesting that. But Amazon Prime doesn't give us any money, so yes, we are we suggesting are. that. Yes. <laughs> if, if you want to give us money, Amazon, we're available. We will do advertisements for you. Send us a PM. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think we should preface the fact that we know very little about the Jonas Brothers yes. before we watch this documentary. So unlike the Backstreet Boys documentary, which is a previous episode, or the Lou Pearlman documentary, yes. where we knew pretty much Sorry. most of what was happening, for this one, it was actually like a fresh start for us. It was just kind of like, we true. pretty yeah. much know like the basics. Yeah, they did some songs. They were with Disney. They did Camp Rock. They dated a bunch of people. That's They broke up. And the guys, that's Period all we pretty much knew. We didn't up. really know their beginnings or how anything happened. So this documentary, I thought, personally, was very good at covering all that stuff. It was very well yeah, done. that's yes. true. Very yeah. thorough in their explanation of what's going on. Uh, yeah. And it, so, like, if you don't, I guess if you don't, like, if you watch the back the Backstreet Boys documentary, Show Them What You're Made Of, or you watch the Boy Band Con, the Lou Pearlman documentary, and you didn't know all those, like, I remember people coming to me after seeing the Backstreet Boys documentary and saying, oh, wow, I didn't know all of those things about them. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, it, it's good to watch these kind of things, even if you're not a super fan, just because, like, you get a, a good grasp of who these people are, you know, like, at their core. So that's, like, nice to see. But, so I do feel that it's similar to those documentaries in that way. It's just the only difference for us is... Yeah, we kind of went into those documentaries having a good foundation of knowledge about those people, and then this one, not so much. I have a question. Are we uh, going to through it, like, step by step, like, with spoilers, or are we just giving our opinions? Spoilers, yes. Spoilers, okay, okay, spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert. Watch it before you listen to this podcast. Yes, please. Or, or just don't, listen. but, you know, we're going to tell you some of the things that happen. Mm-hmm. It was just a very well done like cinematic like yeah, it just no, was like a good I, like oh, really I just good. thought it was like a good documentary it looked good and stuff I don't Amazon know. Prime is trying to 
uh, compete against Netflix, right? So, I mean, like, this was a good title for them to pick. And uh, so they obviously needed to do a good job on it. So um, our story begins at, um, I guess, present day. Right? Well, 2018 guess- in Australia. Yes. Yes. And to, to preface this, and I think I mentioned this when we were talking about the documentary, like, that they were going to do it that they started making this documentary prior to making the album. So it was supposed to just be a documentary of them kind of reuniting as brothers because they hadn't been together for For such a long time. And then as they were were like in the process of filming the documentary, they realized, and you see that kind of if you watch it, um, they realized that they like were missing something in their lives and that, you know, they really enjoyed being together. And then, then that's what started this whole, um, Jonas brothers. I don't want, it feels weird to call it a reunion, but it kind of is like, Mm. if you watch the movie, like prior to watching it, you're like, well, they're brothers. How can they reunite? Like, don't they see like you see most of us normies see our brothers and sisters and people in our family, even if we're not like super (laughs) close with them, you see them, you know. <laughs> no, don't look at me. Stop. I'm not looking at you. I'm Stop. looking at everyone in this room. I'm looking okay, at no, Lydia. I like, know you are. Even people that you're not like super close. You see them at Christmas. You see them at like birthdays. You you do see them throughout the year. But they weren't even seeing each other. Like there was a point where Kevin's like, I didn't see them at Christmas that year. Like he didn't see them for at all ever for like more than a year. So if it, that it is weird uh, considering that they're brothers and they were like so close but that was like the reality of the situation so yes it, it kind of it really was a reunion yeah yeah so so uh our story begins uh, yeah, so, so as we were saying they were uh in australia on June 2018 yes and they were and they were going to like D said where they were going to record the documentary yes so so they came together Joe to reconnect. I'm assuming that's, yeah. Yep. So uh, for those who don't know who the Jonas Brothers are, there's three of them. So Kevin is the oldest. He was born in 87. Uh, Joe is the second oldest. He was born in 89. Uh, Nick was born in 92. And then there's a non, a bonus Jonas, if you will, his Frankie, Frankie. Uh, was born in 2000. So he's eight years younger than Nick. So there's quite an age gap there. And he's really not mentioned at all. Um, so if you want to compare this to like Hanson-ish, um, imagine Kevin would be like Isaac, um, Joe would be like Taylor, and Nick would be like Zach. So so that's kind of the order of life. Okay. Life. So I feel like at the very beginning it started off like, because they show a lot of home videos as well. So Which is so sweet. It was very it was cute. Very it was cute. interesting to see them. So I think they started in Texas. Uh, when when Nick was born, but then they moved to New Jersey. So most of their life was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had mentioned that they were kind of like the Von Trapp family, that singing was encouraged. Um, so their parents are Kevin Sr. and Denise. And uh, Kevin Sr. was actually a pastor in New Jersey. So that The church was two doors down from their house. Yes, so they lived there. Um, and he had mentioned that at the very beginning, like three-year-old Nick had like started singing something and then kind of like thought about it and like backed up. And then, uh, so then they realized that like Nick understood music and really got it. So they took away all his nursery rhymes and started playing Stevie Wonder was like the thing there. So they all kind of played instruments and sang throughout. And they performed in their basement. And it was like very cute, very like wholesome. So sweet. Yeah, there was... Uh, 
as much as I appreciated those like home videos, some of it was like there was like videos of them eating dinner together yeah. and videos of like the parents putting them to bed and stuff. And I'm like, why was Who's someone filming this? videotaping yes, this? Yes, that's a good point. Like, Probably another family member was the there. The videotapes of them performing make sense. But, like, I'm, like, who's videotaping them? Like, we're eating dinner together, you know? And we're, like, oh, good night, Nick. Like, kissing him on the cheek. Like, I don't know. Who was filming that? Like, you were he generation, was a pastor, right? though. So, like, he, it's kind of fame in its own way. So, maybe, like, that was, like, a church video. Like, this is how you treat your children. I don't, don't think so. Children. I don't think so. Because <laughs> maybe they're showing other family members. We this? got our first camcorder in 1989. And we took some videos. No, but I, like and, and I, it's not that I'm, like, saying they couldn't have had a video recorder. I'm just saying, but why would recording? you videotape this footage? Like, what were they trying to get? Yeah, no, I know. It's- when it's novelty and it's new, people just like to film anything. So, um, I like so to film should we butts. go through like, yes, what, like each, what each one of them like was doing? Like they like music, like Nick like music and performance. Yeah. So young. Nick was the first. So they they talk a lot about how competitive they were because they were brothers. Um, and then uh, Nick was kind of into the musical theater. It said Joe was a goofball. And wanted to be a comedian. And he didn't audition until Nick started getting like more popular and got like a thing on Broadway and stuff. And then Kevin was into gymnastics and pole vaulting and magic. Uh, They were poor. They didn't have a lot of money to buy nice clothes. So he was bullied a lot and people called him gay in elementary school. So and then he started doing commercials as well. Yes, I also caught that. Yes, they did that. So it's interesting. So Nick was actually the first one to kind of get into show business. And then because they're all competitive and stuff, they all kind of wanted to do it as well. So that's what I got. And then uh, Nick got signed first. And then because Nick got signed, Joe and Kevin wanted to do the same. Yeah. So because they lived in New Jersey and they couldn't afford to live in New York. So at one point, Nick was on Broadway. Joe was in an off-Broadway and Kevin was doing the commercials. There was a lot of commuting. So in that 45-minute commute, Nick and his dad started writing songs. So from that, and then Frankie was born around that time as well. So he was a baby. So the mom, so there was a lot of like juggling back and forth. Um, And then, um, so he wrote this song and then Nick actually got signed to a record label. Then the brothers were like, oh, that's kind of cool. We kind of want to do it. So they got together and they're in it 10 minutes. They wrote a song called Please Be Mine and performed it. And then they wanted them all together. So they performed it for the studio executives. And they're just Uh, like, it's the Sony head. Yes. The head of Sony. Um, yeah, so then kind oh, of... we couldn't tell anyone because the dad was a pastor. Yeah, so the dad was a pastor. So because normally if you're a pastor, you want to do only Christian music and they weren't doing Christian music, they're doing secular music and they had to keep it a secret. Um, and because yeah. they didn't want their dad obviously to lose their job because it was frowned upon. Yes. And for some reason at the beginning they were pitched as a punk rock band. They tried very hard to find a genre. And that's because they have they were playing guitars. To be fair, yeah. that was like a very popular genre of music mm-hmm. during that like period of time. So like, like early as 90s. as young boys, that was probably the music that they liked. So they that was the music they wanted to try to emulate. Uh, obviously, that didn't really work out. But 
the, you know, whatever. They were like so young. Like yeah. you can't really knock them for that. Yeah, they're trying things out. Yeah, and I was good. saying for like for two years, they were like doing shows in Jersey and Boston. They would do like two shows a day. At school assemblies They do as school well. assemblies and people, kids were going crazy for them. So it was like good. And they said that they would do so much traveling. They'd have to get up at like four in the morning or something because it was cheaper for gas money than it was for them to get a hotel room. So that was basically what they were kind of doing and going around and stuff. Does anybody else want to talk? No, no, keep going. Do you want me yeah, to just talk and then you guys are going to interject? Yeah, we yeah. interject. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You guys are recapping the movie. I'm yes. not going to interrupt you. Yes, no, you are in your okay. flow. Their first uh, video that went to number one was called Mandy oh, um, on TRL. Are we talking about Nick's diabetes after yeah. that? Yes. Oh, remember, like, it was two years of shows and then... And then, I thought that wasn't until way later. No, no, no I that was sworn. during the now time. Remember, he was like getting uh, antsy, In. and he's yeah, like, it was oh. way before Disney Channel and yeah. all that. Yeah. I'm not at Disney Channel. No, I'm right there. It says Mandy video, a number one on TRL. Nope. Then Nick started drinking lots, peeing, oh. and oh, losing so weight. It's all around the yeah, sent to was, hospital. It was all around the uh, so yeah, so he was getting very moody. He had just turned. Yes. A like uh, he was like an early teen he was drinking lots they would have to stop he would demand diet coke and then he would have to pee and then it was just like a lot of stuff and pizza and pizza and stuff so then um everyone got worried so then they actually did get a hotel room the one night and they were all kind of changing and then he um the one uh joe noticed that nick looked like skin and bones like you could see all of his bones and they're like so this he was crying to his doesn't mom look and dad. right yeah. it's like we've been doing this so they took him to the family doctor and the family doctors started like tearing up and like go to the hospital and then they had diabetes he has diabetes um and then every, and they were already signed to record label at this point and then like everyone was freaking out at the hospital which confused us because well yeah i don't really understand because i and maybe this is the, my ignorance about the disease but like i don't really see uh, diabetes as being like a death sentence so like I understand that it meant that Nick's life was going to be like a little more challenging than like your average whatever 12 year old or whatever he was but like he's not like oh no like he, he it wasn't even like oh he's gonna have to be in the hospital and all this so, like they talk about how like after he got it he was in the hospital for a few days I'm sure till they like regulated his sugars and then he went straight to a show so it's not like his life was really hindered in any way. It's just he, he was going to have to monitor his health and what he ate and like things like that. So like, I, I, guess, I didn't understand like the devastation that they were trying to make it out to be. Well, it sounded like Joe was very uh, like an emo. He's a, the more emotional he's one. The more so emotional he got one, like yeah. upset seeing Nick like hooked up to all the machines and things like that. So and he passed out. And he passed out from and like seeing Nick, Nick asked, "Is he going to die?" Well, yeah, but he's a kid because well, he doesn't, he doesn't know. know. Okay, here's the thing. Diabetes now is we talk about it way more now than we did back then. I mean, like it was kind of not as known and, and dealt with. Like like now it's just kind of like second age is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like it, for, for type 1 diabetes, we have like the, the pump you can install in your body and you're just like bang, 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 good to go. Like life as normal. But I think back then it was still kind of like newish. But this is this this isn't like the 80s. Like sometimes when we this think of 90s. like these times, this wasn't even the 90s. This was like early 2000s. Nick yeah. was born in the year 2000. So this is no, he's born in 92. Not, sorry, the oh. bonus Jonas was born in 2000. Freddie. Thank yeah, you. Frankie. Frankie. But this is like late 90s, early 2000s because he's already like over 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So th th it wasn't maybe actually... they're just kind of upset because it is a lifelong diagnosis, right? There's no cure for diabetes at yeah. this time, especially for type one diabetes. So yeah, and there's like a lot of trial and error at that as well. So yeah, so maybe they didn't really know what to do. Yeah. 
So, and in America, healthcare is very expensive, and so is medication. Yeah, that's a valid so point. Maybe that like also an, an had to do it. Additional expense I guess onto that's that. You know what? That's very true. Because there was the whole like, as we said, the turmoil about the dad losing his job and all that. We, kind didn't, of we stuff. didn't get to that point yeah, yet. That's but about that's to spoiler. happen. Oh shit! Sorry. Okay. Uh, but well, potentially losing his job. Yes. So I mean, uh, that's a, like an illness in America is a bit of an expense. Yeah. yeah so sorry, you know what? Yeah. That's a very valid I point. I didn't even think of that. Consider it to be as bad here because it's not like oh how how will I pay for my medication like that's not an issue right you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay yeah. you know what that's okay very... you know what I just literally was like they're trying to make this more dramatic just for the movie which is fine but yeah I didn't think of that point okay you're okay. welcome so yeah so they were like obviously very concerned about Nick but they're also concerned about losing the record deal because it's very hard to get one and once you miss your chance you miss your chance right and, and they don't want to cancel so the show Nick's like and they're very like testy right like record label executives are like uh, you sneezed uh, <laughs> don't I, don't, like you. I don't I don't want anything oh there's a little bit of a scandal look I'm just gonna drop you instead yeah, like so they, so you don't want to give them an excuse to drop you so they just decided not to tell him Nick's like okay let's check out of the hospital let's go to this big showcase so they went to it and it was Great, and they were signed to a label. So then, um, kind of after that, um, they couldn't really keep it a secret from the church that they were doing this type of music. And apparently, the the hardcore crazy Christians are. Um, so even though the dad had worked at the church for 10 years and had been build the community, and they were there every day, and they lived two doors down from the church. Um, the church elders or the people started like going against him and essentially asked him to be removed. So he resigned. So he ends up resigning. Um, so because the whole community turns on them. So all the their entire, friends, like, that's everybody, so crap. which like, is, I feel you lose your friends. I feel like that's very anti-Christian. So you, right. you go on and on about loving all these people, but then like they do something which they weren't even doing anything terrible. Their sons were playing rock music. Oh my goodness, get, kick you out of this. Think like, of the children. Like, come on. So come it was on, kind guys. of... thing was dropped. They had it to was, leave the house. It was, so yeah, so the, obviously since the church owns the house, they were also kicked out of their house, so they had nowhere to live. Uh, they were $90,000 in debt because the dad had taken all of the savings they had for their college to kind of pump it in and help support them for this music thing. So, so the kids didn't know. So... so the parents tried to kind of like keep the kids from knowing about like the church getting it all up in arms. But then obviously when he resigned and he said the dad was so choked up, he couldn't even like read his resignation. Uh, so they're like, okay, we got to move all of our stuff out. And then at that exact same time, the record label Columbia dropped them. Yeah. Yes. So, so the house belonged to the church, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So luckily they had um, was it a a, the chief of police. Okay. For uh, Little Falls, uh, gave them a house, like a two-bedroom house, rent-free for a while till they got nice on their feet. Yeah, so, so I guess he was part of their community or something. But essentially, yeah. So, which kind of sucks because I guess they would have they were dropped by the record. So I guess they were like, okay, we're gonna resign from being a pastor so we can focus on their music career, and then the record label drops them. So it's like both things happen at the exact same time. Double whammy. So it's yeah. like, man, maybe we could have just stayed as the church, right? So I don't know. They don't really dwell on that. Um, is that where they but, go look at the church or is that later on? Well, um, that that's in, later on. at that point in the movie, I think that's when, because the movie kind of flip flops between like the past and then present time. Yeah. Like they insert, um, clips of, uh, the boys like in the present day, like sort of just reflecting on those moments from the past. And then they obviously insert clips of them talking about those times and then clips of like the actual home movies that they have. Um, so it might have been the point where like the, where they go and then they say like they're not even allowed on the church property like 
Yeah, they weren't allowed. So they were at the outside of their house. They're like, oh, maybe they're going to go in. But they weren't. And then they were kind of outside the church. And then I don't know if it was the production guy or somebody from the church who said, we can't be here. You have to get off the property type thing. And then, like, it just started raining at that time. Instantly, It was kind of interesting. We're like, God's tears, man. God's tears. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so now they're kind of semi-homeless. Like, they have that house there. So now it's pretty much just so before they were just doing the shows for fun. And it was like something really enjoyed doing but now they had a lot of pressure on them to actually provide for their family because the family has sunk all their money into them they have nothing the dad has no job i'm assuming the mom didn't have a job she had a baby to take care of and things like that so they were kind of just like we got to do shows to make money doing more shows hoping they're getting money like hoping that their team wasn't going to leave them and stuff like that um, playing everywhere like including malls and there's this clip of them oh in God, a shopping mall and the old mall walkers walking by and like booing them and like plugging their ears and it's just very sad it was very sad but also but also also very hilarious um so then after a little while uh disney ends up contacting them um do you have anything else hollywood records deal first disney owns hollywood records so they contacted them to move to la and sign them to hollywood records Thank you. Can I just get that phone call? Like, come on, man. <laughs> hey, Lydia, it's Mickey Mouse. Do you want to <laughs> drop down in Disney? <laughs> yeah, yes, so. Please. Mabalu so, just fits into the Disney <laughs> brand so well. Damn it. <laughs> you can class her up a little. Damn my potty mouth. Okay, sorry. Continue. Um, so around that time, so they had a bunch of songs. So they kind of were in a house type thing and they were recording like songs a day and stuff. So that's when um, they did the year 3000. Which, as we've mentioned in a previous episode, is actually a British band. Oh, yeah. You know what? And I was waiting for them to mention that in the movie, and they never do. They act like it's just their song. I was just like, not your song, guys. Busted did that song, but that's fine. And they they made a more, like, clean version of that song. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's a Joe Bro song, right? But it's it's, it's pretty much the same song, except, yeah, a couple of parts. Very uh, weird. But nobody else knows that, right? The triple-breasted women are not in their version. What? Yes. So there's other things. On the Disney Channel version? Shocker. So anyways, uh, so they made a video for that song. And it actually sounded like they made the video with Columbia Records. And then they got to take the video with them for some reason, which makes no sense. But whatever. So... Then Disney's like, cool, content. And they just kind of started throwing it up on their channels. So meanwhile, at this time, um, so they were still doing a little bit of acting and stuff, but somebody approached Joe to do Camp Rock. So they're like, cool, but like, you know, we're just starting the band thing. I don't know what we're going to do. Da, da, da. So they didn't want to separate the boys. They didn't want to separate yeah, the so boys. So then the dad's like, can we put the other guys in it? So then they're like, eh. They're like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. So then they decided that, okay, obviously Joe was like the main character and they had the other guys there as well. So they kind of flew up to Canada. I think they said it was about four hours north of Toronto, like yes. some woods mm-hmm. in the middle yep. of nowhere. And that was with Demi Lovato and they recorded. Probably the Muskoka area. Probably, I would yeah. assume so. So Camp Rock, they did that. Meanwhile, they didn't know that uh, this song was getting like good rotation and stuff and people, because I guess they're away for probably a couple months to film this movie. Probably, yeah. Um, So then they had a gig when they came back at the Texas State Fair. So this part was very like shocking and impressive. So they didn't even know that they were that big yet. Um, and then the promoter called them and said, hey, there's a huge traffic jam, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, OK, whatever. Like, no, it's from Texas to Oklahoma. Like, OK, I don't have a map, so I don't actually know how far away that is. But that sounds impressive that the is, traffic yeah, jam went to another state. Um, 
And so they actually had to take a helicopter in and fly into this event. That's pretty cool. I and so, yes. uh, there was like 50,000 people there. That wasn't a cr- crazy amount of fans. Like just footage. I don't know. It's good. It's good stuff. I was I was very impressed by yes, that. I was as well. And they were even more impressed that these people actually knew their songs because they're just like, oh, maybe they're just here at the fair or whatever. But they're like people were singing along singing and the was, songs back to them. And they're like super impressed. They're by all that. there for you guys. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And another thing that was cool was uh, Johnny Wright. We saw Johnny Wright in there as well. Yes, we did. Actually, it was really funny because it was just like a really quick clip. It was like a two seconds. Two long. second clip. I'm like, did it. it wasn't even two seconds. I was just like, Johnny Wright's with them, and they're like, what? So we had to like stop like, the yeah, documentary yeah, and rewind, and like literally, Johnny Wright is with them. So I don't know if he helped manage their career at some point too. Man is a legend. I feel like he ha- he is. So I feel like All the secrets he must have. You know, uh, those who are not familiar with Johnny Wright, he was uh, with New Kids, with Backstreet Boys, with NSYNC. With Lou. He was Lou, buddy. He's doing stuff with (laughs) In Real Life now. He wasn't with Lou. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Maybe he was. Okay, yeah, that's true. I don't know that. Yeah, so if anybody knows anything about Johnny Wright or knows of him and wants to be interviewed or whatever, that'd be great. Everything. Every band. New Kids. It's crazy. So I was also before that part, I was going to mention that they had, they were very excited about their MySpace. Oh my God, oh my God that was hilarious. So, so and they, cute. They, they really embraced the social media. <laughs> yeah. So they were kind of at the beginning of social media. So like, you know, like the Backstreet Boys and all them, they didn't really have that, but they were like the right on the cusp. The interactive CD that one time. Well, it wasn't really interactive. No, so the MySpace, they were all excited when they got a hundred friends fans. and then they had a thousand fans and they were super excited. And then... What I thought was interesting, which they would do is they would do 15 second videos. So like a prelude to Vine and they would have that on YouTube. So they'd make like little funny videos, which you were like cracking up at that one. Oh, the table has turned. Oh, I was dying. So yeah. So the two of them like had a table, turned it around. The other brother comes in and is like the tables have turned. And when they relaunched their career again, they remade that video. So I was like, I was like, and I hadn't seen the original. So I was like, oh, this is funny. I like this. And then everyone's like, this is brilliant. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, okay. They're remaking another one. So that was pretty good. Awesome. Yes. Um, So yeah. So then from that, then they were still with the Disney Channel. And then they were on a Hannah Montana episode. Yes. That was fun. And that's where they're like, uh, Nick fell in love. With? Miley Cyrus and they started to like he started to write love songs and understand the feeling and all that stuff so that's they kind of mentioned they didn't explore the relationship very much on the documentary and I wonder why I'm assuming because he's married now okay yeah maybe I'm like did something sinister happen like I don't don't think think so. so I think it's just probably because they were like really young and like but like he was supposed to be pure and he probably wasn't when did the purity rings come into play is that later Um, they were always in play it's just as they became more popular it became more of an issue ah okay because everyone noticed them in interviews yeah i don't know what part that was the x on the hand yes the x on the hand yeah it was like with with a permanent marker what's it called straight edge straight edge sorry straight edge no drugs no alcohol no sex Really? Yeah. Did I I miss that that part of the movie? They didn't talk about it. It flashed very quickly the hand. Yeah, but they... But yeah, it's it's like a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, back in our serial Joe community, that was... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. 
Um, yeah. So uh, another fun part I thought was kind of cute was in 2007, they were like in a car on their way to like a gig and uh, Kevin was talking to Danielle who oh, ends up cute. marrying him so cute. and like telling her like tickets are going to be available. And then the other two guys are like 100% making fun of him. The <laughs> entire like roasting time. him. Oh my gosh. And they're just like as boys do. They're like say this, say this, say this, say this. And then he's like trying to be all like whatever. And then he hangs up the phone. He's like, Stop don't talking look at to me. me like I want the phone with Danielle. Like blah, blah blah. They're like, oh, she's your boy. For she's your boy. Um, but she, uh, that was I think 2007. Yeah, 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 I think they got married in 2009. I think they said so. That no, they didn't say that. I looked like, it up. So yeah. cute. Um, very cute. Again, very cute clip to have. But who was filming that? I don't know. Like, here's Kevin talking on the phone to his girlfriend. Let me whip out the video. Recorder. I feel like it was like, very helpful for making a documentary on their life. Some yeah. of this footage is just so like, what were they trying to record here? Yeah. Well, I think it's because they were doing those like 15 second videos on YouTube and stuff. Maybe, maybe they just. Maybe they were trying to like, record. At that time, that makes more sense. Like the, the putting the children to bed, that makes no sense. I guess. They just want to share Some content. people don't like to take pictures. They want to take videos. I don't know. Maybe don't Fra- know. maybe Frankie was filming everything because he was a baby though. Not when not in two thousand and seven. Okay. Oh, oh, he would have only been seven. Okay. Yeah. Have, so exactly. I don't think he'll, he's working the camera there. That is so bizarre. Can you just film your older brother's sweetheart? Like you know, it's kind of a weird like. Yeah, I don't think the dad. So. You never know. It could be the dad I or mean, the mom. I'm sure that there was like maybe a bigger purpose behind some of these videos that you're not seeing, and this is just like the clips that they pulled out, so it seems really out of context and like whatever. But I'm just like, who was recording this and for what? Yeah, but yeah, fair. It's fine. It, it makes for a good documentary because like it if really you're gonna does. make a documentary about yeah. my life, I don't have all that no, kind of footage. No, and like anything I record is like funny like i'm recording my nostril or something like it's not like it's not like quality content that's definitely yeah, something that's to true. put in like in a documentary yeah, yeah. Just, like just breathing at me <laughs> like you know like, oh my god you're hilarious uh the next fun thing i saw feel free to step in at any point there was also thousands of fans at okay. the virgin store for yes. cd signing and they didn't they thought oh okay the first year um yeah, so was the like first five year, fans and then the second year there was like eight eight or 50 right. fans yeah. And then the third year, there it grew to twenty thousand fans. Yes, Close down the street. And yeah, so all that stuff. and it was barricaded. The reasoning behind that is that at midnight it was their tradition to go to this Times Square Virgin Mega Store to buy their own CD. Yes, so that was it. So yeah, you're right. So first year was eight people, then thirty people the second, and then that twenty thousand. They didn't even realize like how ridiculous it was going to be, yes. and the streets were shut down. And uh, I that was pretty cool. It was yeah. pretty cool. I was at midnight. Like that's pretty cool. Like you, have you, have you guys have camped out for CDs, right? Yeah, the no, Diane has CD not signing. camped out for That's CDs. Did we? We, we camped really, out for a wristband. We, ca- we camped out for books and stuff. Out, but we sat we up would go. Yeah, I feel like we went early to go get CDs and stuff. Anyways, I just think it's cool. I don't sleep on the streets. Oh, That's yeah, right. We slept on the streets. No, though, yeah, we sleep on the streets. Only. Remember that one time where it was so cold, we started hallucinating. That was fun. <laughs> I can see that. Was that the Chris thing? That was the Chris Kirkpatrick thing. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was good. A lot that of was fun. Times. Um, anyway, so yeah, super huge amount of people, whatever, amazing. So at this point in the documentary, it flashes back to present day, and they are in Australia doing a drinking game. With it's questions. So it's very sweet, but then it turns. It, it was never bizarre. sweet, I don't think. I really think the intention was always to like air out their no, no, grievances. Like sweet that they were there together. That's mm. part. Oh, you mean the yes. Australia part yes. starts yes. out sweet. Yes. I get it. Because yes. okay. yeah, they're all like adults now. They're yes. all, they all have like a huge shot of alcohol. 
And they're like, there's this like honesty game we're going to play. They have all these questions in a bowl or cups or whatever. And I mean, obviously, they knew they were being recorded for this documentary. So they like played it on purpose and like wrote questions about, you know, intentionally to like air out their like brotherly problem. Your regrets uh, of of the group, of the brotherhood. Festivus for the rest of us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So in it, I know the one question was. I can't remember what the question was, but Regrets. what do you regret, regret the, the most? most? And they said season two of Jonas, Jonas Brothers LA. TV no, show. Just Nick said that. Uh, so he said it was a mistake and it stunted their growth. So essentially Disney. That's the L.A. one, right? Yes. Yes. So essentially what they said was that like Disney was like, hey, let's make this TV show, which was like an exaggerated of their own personalities and stuff. But like they were like a boy band in high school or whatever. And, like, and the purpose of this was to like. You know, like you don't have to work so hard while you're on tour. This is still working for you. So it was like it made a business. It made good business sense to do it. Oh, for sure. Like to keep you relevant, to keep you on the air. Let's do this. Yeah. But Nick felt that that stunted their growth because now they were wasting their time filming this show instead of working on new music. And it wasn't really them. They said at one point too. Yeah, it just came like a comical ridiculousness. Now this made me feel bad because I actually very much enjoyed (laughs) Jonas. Watch this. Yes, I thought it was very cute. But yes. Um, so anyway, so Nick started becoming frustrated with the the band, the creativity, and he decided that he wanted to do a side project because that was the thing. They're like, we're not going to break up the band. We're just going to do side projects. And then they thought they could be Backstreet Boys, but no one can. No one I, can replicate the greatness that is BSB. The, the more entertaining <laughs> right. part, which I don't know what part this happens because you didn't write it down, but like Barbara Walters was interviewing oh, them. Yes. Yeah. And then she literally asked them if you can adjust the face. And face was amazing. Oh my gosh. And I was like, face. So she was like, um, you know, is anyone going to uh, Justin Timberlake out of the group type thing? She didn't say she Justin did. Timberlake. She, she did. She, she did. said, is anyone going to do what Justin Timberlake did? She didn't use Justin Timberlake as like a verb. That's well, our, it is a verb. Because it's our verb. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I was dying at that part. But anyways, so Joe was like, no, of course not. Like, we would, oh, if we do anything, it'll just be a side project, whatever. But you can literally see Nick's face being like, hmm. Like looking away, like I like I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna comment or anything. I was just like, "What is going on like, here?" Girl, we know that face. <laughs> not really, because we don't know them. But yes, we. <laughs> we're just well, you like, know the face of like trying to hide it. You're like, <laughs> you don't know, but I'm gonna do this. Mm, exactly. So yeah, so there was kind of like a little bit of, of a kind of a break. So then Nick ends up getting a job on Broadway, uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Even Trying. So he moved to New York City. So this is his first time. Um, actually living on his own. and Away from the family. Away from the family. He's away in New York City boys. doing his show and enjoying that. Meanwhile, um, Joe was like, all right, I'm going to go out and meet girls. And I can't see what this other word I wrote is, but that was pretty much it. He was just travel. He was going to travel and meet girls and was like, okay, whatever. Um, and then he decided, well, since he's doing that, I'm going to make an R&B pop record. Um, and he's like, I'm so famous that it will do well. And it didn't do well. It was a failure. He thought just because he was dating Taylor Swift that the fame would was just that roll at in. the time of that? Probably. They didn't mention that on the They document. didn't. No. But intentionally, do you maybe think? Maybe Taylor no, didn't give, they were like, she was like, you are not allowed to use my name in this. Well, you know what? Honestly, because they like were in the media so much, I feel like everyone kind of knows 
Everyone all the girls Jonathan. they dated, right? Um, except for Kevin. So at that time, uh, when this other stuff was happening, he's like, all right, you know what? I don't need to do another side project. I'm literally just going to take a break and relax. And I am going to spend more time with my girlfriend. Um, her name is Danielle. And she was a hairdresser from New Jersey. So just like a regular person. Um, and I think, did they get married at that time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they got married, and then it was like he was, um, and then, again, because nothing was happening with the band, uh, somebody contacted them to do their own TV show called Married to Jonas. So he's like, okay, cool. Like, we're literally not doing anything. Why not? The other guys are doing- need money. So whatever. So they started doing this show. But what ended up happening is they wanted um, Nick and Joe to be on the show. So they didn't want to be there. And you can just see like, so they didn't want to air their grievances and stuff on this show. And that's what ended up happening. So, yeah. So they ended up getting back together, the band. um, But they weren't happy when they got back together. It wasn't like, it was kind of like, okay, well, we kind of got forced back together with this TV show. They literally said we just got back together because we felt like we had to. But they didn't feel like they had actually like... There was not as the same success as there was in the beginning. I don't think, did they even end up going on this tour or did they break no, it No, they so canceled it. What they said was that they released a few songs, um, but they weren't getting like the traction that they were used to getting. They thought that like putting the name Jonas Brothers out there and putting out these songs would just mean like instant success like it had a few years back, but it, it just like wasn't. And then they had signed up to do a tour and release an album and everything, but basically they didn't. Well, Nick like, didn't want to. Their heart said, wasn't like, in they were it. Going they didn't in feel three it. Different directions. They were they were resentful of the fact. Oh, oh, they hated yes, each other. that part was that part already happened. They hated what each part? other. Where Nick essentially like blames Kevin. No, that was oh, after. No, that was later. Oh. That was later. Okay, so essentially what happened is yeah, that's that like, Nick was not feeling eh, so he went on a car ride with Pops, and then Dad's like, what's wrong? And he's like, <laughs> so he's like, okay, let's go talk to your brothers. Oh, yes, I do have that. Two-hour drive with Dad. Yes. He's having anxiety, uh, and he's like, you know what? The bi- So he, okay, so he kind of went in. Yeah, you're right. He went to his brothers, uh, and he's like, oh, I'm sure they already think they know what's happening or whatever, but right? But they didn't. But they didn't, and they were Shocking. blindsided. And so Joe's like, essentially, Nick said to them, like, the band is over. I want to do stuff without you. That's how he took it. And then so, Joe shut down and didn't talk at all in that meeting. And then Kevin was, like, all awkward. And then- Yeah, so then they more or less officially announced that they're breaking up. But Disney and Hollywood Records is like, listen, you need to do these shows or these radio stations are never going to play Jonas Brothers again. And they'll never play your solo music. Yeah. And all so we stuff. need you guys to do these, this jingle bash. So there was like a few shows that they were like contractually obligated, obligated. that they had to do. And then that's when. <sighs> oh, and then this Kevin is the worst. Like, so this is the worst. So then cried. they said like, we need your band to be there. And he's like, okay. And then they're like, ah, you know what, Kevin, we don't actually need you. It'll so just who be. Who said that? That confused me. He said he didn't say who. He just said my understanding was that Nick was going to do his own music and that Joe was going to do his own music and there was going to be no Jonas Brothers music. So they they just I don't know who they. Yeah, are, that was the part. So I don't know if it's the management? record label, management, or the brothers. He said they said Kevin, you don't really need to be there. And even on the flyer, it just said Nick Jonas and Joe Jonas. Yeah, it didn't say Kevin. So, so Kevin's like, okay, I don't. I they don't want me to be there, so I won't be there. 
and then, they, they were not playing any Joe Jonas. It wasn't Brothers songs. Jonas Brothers. It was yes. just the two Nick and Joe work. were going to go fulfill their contractual obligation to perform at this show because right. they didn't want to get like all sued and all this other stuff. Yes, and then it ended up just being a Jonas Brothers set with just yeah, they Nick kept playing and, the whole the yeah whole without set. Kevin yeah. without Kevin. So it then Kevin felt sad. like a punch in the gut. Like what the heck? Like why would you kick me off of this thing? Because then that, that was very sad. back back to the game where it was like, why did like you present day? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, present day, the drinking game that they're playing and this honesty the questions, thing. Yeah. And then one of the questions was, why did you perform those Jonas Brothers songs without me? And then, so then Joe and, and Nick then, oh like, had gosh. to answer this in the present day. And then in the present day, they're telling their brother, like, oh, we thought you were holding us back. And our faces. I was like, like shock. We were in shock. You know that meme of that, like, orange-haired guy with the mouth open? I was like, we were like, oh my gosh, why would you say that? I was just like we in, were shock. All in shock. Like, and I was just yeah, like, we wish, I wish we took a video of it, but like we were all like, what? I couldn't believe that. I, like, tried, that. I tried to take photos and videos, but then they saw me and then they're like, oh, and then I was like, now, now it looks like you're acting. Oh, it was it. just it was like, so, wow. We it was like, believe it. It, honestly, I thought Kevin was going to start crying again. Me like, too. Not like, that he had cried before, but it was just like the way that it almost, it was like a punch in the gut and I wasn't even him. And it yeah. just kind yeah. of like, was like, Kind of like, well, you know, it what was the like, actual reasoning? Because he was with he, Danielle. He, like, you checked out. Your guitar yeah. music was shit, and, I know, I was like, and like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't they like didn't that. Say that. No, your no. guitar playing was was off. You were checked out, and like essentially, like he was like he was very much into being the family man, and he and wasn't they were in saying the that band because yet. they were young, they didn't understand how he could put Danielle above the music yeah. because they hadn't experienced like that, that type of love. relationship right. before. Because yeah. the, their first right? love was music. Right. So being so young and like, you know, relationships and girls being kind of fleeting to them too, yeah. they didn't understand how Kevin would be like, okay, uh, yep, that was great. Cool. High five. Great show. And then go home. Like, didn't want to hang out with them and go out and like, da da. So they felt that he wasn't as committed to the band and that and he the was dim. holding them back. Yeah. But obviously he wasn't, and now they obviously understand. So like, yeah, so the now they're all married, out. and they're like, "Oh, we understand." Like Joe was like, "Oh, I didn't know." Like what I would do to spend an hour with Sophie. Like I understand now what you wanting to spend time with Danielle and stuff like that, and your whatever. At the time they didn't. So yeah. So then after that, so it was just kind of like a punch in the gut, the, and then Kevin. Went, the so internet. that was the Christmas that they didn't spend any time together. Um, and they like would see them, but they never spent time together as the three of them. And it wasn't until Kevin's first daughter is Valentina the first, or was there another one? No, I think Valentina is the younger one. Something I want to say her name starts with an A. I can't remember it, right no, now. E. Me- oh. oh, oh, never mind. Okay, I don't know. All it's right, fine. I'm off. Chinzia will look it up. Um, yes. So, uh, anyways, uh, so yeah. So then this is then when. Because uh, Nick talks a lot. This is when he starts talking about because he was the one that initiated the breakup of the band that everyone thought that he would be so happy in his like solo career and everything. Um, but he wasn't because he was like struggling a bit like in his solo like ventures. And he was just like really secretly like sad. And the song stuff. Happy When I'm ha- Sad. Happy When I'm Sad. It all makes sense. It I get it now. It makes sense now. Yeah. Um, Alina is the name of the first daughter. That's, yes. I was right. Yeah. It starts with an E. Or no, I. it's an A. It's an uh, Alina. Okay. See, I thought it was Molina, but I obviously heard that Alina, wrong. Alina, she's currently five and Valentina is currently two. Apparently. Okay. Anyways. Um, oh, no. So yeah, but then because 
Nick has such like a passion for the music and so he like his drive like what they talk about through the throughout the whole movie his drive for success is like crazy considering how young he was through all of this like I don't know he's not even 30 right uh in yes no I think he turns 30 this year was he not born in 89 oh yes 92 no he's not so yeah he's not even 30 and his like his work ethic and like success driven mindset is insane but anyways um he was like really down on himself for not being super super successful but then eventually he hits it big with this jealous song and then dnc no no that's the other brother buddy okay nick nick solo Right, right, right. And then jealous. Yes, yes sorry. Oh, a couple of years after that. And then very sexy. We were like, woo. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, like, doing some model, like, GQ stuff. Girl. Mm. <laughs> Mama Lou approved. And you changed your answer from Joe to Nick at that point? Oh, yeah, because I, ha- I have, like, a reference card. I don't know the Jonas Brothers very well, so... Um, I'm not going to read this reference card because yes. it's probably offensive. Yes. Okay, but... but I know who they are now. Um, and she anyways, decided. So then, in present time, she's decided that she's a big Nick fan. No, no, no. no. She Joe, still likes no, Joe. She still likes Joe. Cutie. Okay. She only. But at that point, there was just that, that one point around the jealous when he's like has the shaved head and he oh. was like really jacked, like really muscular, and like that that like wet T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy, boy, boy. That's when she started to like him. Yeah, that was that was. Now cool. that he's lost. Disney, please call me. <laughs> <laughs> Now that he's lost They'll call a you a restraining mass, order. she's not as interested anymore. <laughs> oh my god, you're hilarious. Sorry, sorry. Is that Lou Perlman in me? I feel like I've, I've I channeled his spirit. So then Joe did like the DNC. Did we talk about that? And then yeah, yeah. he was excited that he could like color his hair different colors and be wacky and be fun because they say that Joe has always been the goofball of the group. So whatever. So we're good. I've run out of notes. So I've continue on with the... Oh, so the, more or less this is the end of the movie. So then... Uh, this is what they were all doing and then yeah like you were saying when the older daughter Alina was born this is when they kind of all first like saw each other again and like whatever you know she kind of brought them back together they were seeing each other a little bit more um, and then I guess they decided that they were gonna when was, did, did you say she was born what year uh, I don't know I think well, Nick, she's four Nick or five. was like oh I think we she should get back to was together. born in 2014 Do you remember that part? Yeah. yeah yeah Nick's so, the one who said I really miss playing with you guys and yeah. so yeah, yeah so there yeah. was a good moment like where Nick was saying like he really enjoyed being on stage and stuff but then he would be like constantly looking over to the side to see his brothers and realize they're not there with him so yeah, that was kind moment. of like and now hit the two other brothers started getting in real relationships and stuff and they start because they didn't believe him at first yes oh yes and then they talk about how yes then joe and nick like found their respective wives and they understood what everything that kevin was going through like back then yeah i feel like there was like a fourth of july party they were all at because they were all wearing like weird clothes yes but that wasn't I feel like the 4th oh, of July... Oh, that was in the 2018. Yes, Sorry. Yes, yes, that was more The 4th of July party is just when they're reflecting on these yes. moments and they're mm. finally showing, like, Sophie and Priyanka. So, like, it, it, yes, but, like, it, that's just the scene that they're showing you as yeah. they're having these thoughts and reflections yes. and, like, voicing this over. It didn't happen at that party. They're not yeah. over, like, cocktail wieners, like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, so pretty much anyways, now they've decided, okay, this is cool. I really like this whole brother vibe. We're back together as being brothers and, you know, it's like a good thing. And let's go forward with this as a group. 
So happiness begins, and we record. They record a new album, and now we're, here we are, ready to go yeah, on a I'm tour. For you. I, yeah. When, when does their tour start? I have no idea. We're going to a show in August. It starts before August, so it's good. Roller coasters in the movie. Ah, yes, that song. I want to say the the beginning and the end. I also appreciated when we were like, where's Frankie? What's going on with Frankie? And then in the credits, they actually showed Frankie and he was saying how he's like their number one fan and he knows all the lyrics and he knows all the backstage stories and he knows all this other stuff. So Frankie Jonas, if you would like to be in (laughs) (laughs) If you find this podcast some way, somehow, please contact us. And we have not turned you off by listening to (laughs) Um, on like literally, that's like my dream is to like interview the siblings Frankie? of oh, okay. famous people yeah. and see how their Channel lives are. Bunch. I'm just so curious about that. But um, anyway, so he was there and it was entertaining. We interview Eddie. Sorry, yeah. that's off topic. Yes, that is off still. topic. Uh, siblings are fun to to interview. I saw one interview once with all of um, Bruno Mars's sisters, oh, and they yeah. were asking them like, "What do you think of the song and music video for Gorilla?" And they're like, "Ah." Like, it's my brother. It's so gross. But they're like, it's a well-written song. But like, he has like five sisters. It's so cute. Definitely watch the interview if you can if you can find it. So it looks like there's like a couple one-off shows like in June and July. But oh, the yeah. tour doesn't actually start until the beginning of August. Okay. Cool. So I'm excited to see the concert. Yeah. So yeah, in Florida it looks like. Mm-hmm. They have two dates in Toronto in August. And then they're coming back again in November as well. So. Excellent. Yeah. You don't have a condo. So that and then it's all through August and September. So overall, I feel like the documentary was good. We learned a lot of things. We definitely did. Definitely entertaining. Very well written. Very well, uh, like, story well told. Well done. Yes. And Kevin's hair got way better by the end, so I guess that really helps <laughs> to marry a hairdresser. That's the most important thing of so. this documentary. And I, even though, like, we kind of told you the whole movie via podcast, I still think that... You need to watch you it. You should go watch it. There's a lot of funny little clips. There's a lot of interesting things. There's a lot of more in-depth conversations. Emotion cannot be captured by audio alone. And it, remember, there's a free trial right now, so... 30 days just cancel that it's not actually right now it's at all moment. times you need to watch at all times moment. so there you go amazon prime and it is called chasing happiness excellent job does anybody have anything else they want to say all right well thanks for taking a break with us guys until next time thanks for listening bye